This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Vivica A. Fox here, and welcome to my podcast, Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Okay, y'all, got something new for y'all today, because today we got a sports show, and we have one of my favorite star athletes, my guest is a 2016 WNBA champion, three-time WNBA All-Star, point guard for the LA Sports, one of the best teams in the WNBA, if I can add, okay? Please welcome to Hustin' with Vivica A. Fox, Chelsea Gray! Thank you. Wow, what a wonderful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Girl, you know I'm, you know. Okay, you know I'm going to be, I'm always, listen, y'all, I got to let y'all know, okay? Little backstory. Um, <laughs> the Vivica Fox Hair Collection has been a very, very proud sponsor of the LA Sparks for the past five seasons. And with being a sponsor, uh, part of my package is I get some great seats. So Chelsea, no. Right I'm there. at every game. Right court side, Right there. Standing up. Girl. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the, I'm telling you, the referees are probably like, uh-oh, we got Vivica to deal with on the sidelines today. Because let me tell you, sometimes I feel like I almost want to get out on the court, okay? Because I just, I, I just admire how hard you guys work. And let me tell you something. I did a movie called Joanna Man back in the day. And this is where my love for the WNBA um, started because... We, I, I played a basketball player and it was with Miguel Nunez and that was when the WNBA had just started. And can I tell you, those ladies showed up and showed out for me. And so I always remembered that. Like I remembered so that when it's time for me to put my money where my mouth is and support the WNBA, that's why I've always been there. And that's why I've always had a connection to the WNBA. I don't know. Did you know that about me? That that was one of the main reasons why I cheer so loudly for y'all? I did not know that, but it's funny you say that because sometimes we'll be uh, like, you have an outside, we'll be, we'll be shooting outside or something, me and my family. And um, there's an outside, like a shower after you get off the pool and we're in our, um, we're in our like bathing suits and we're go never take it off during the game. Never take it off. <laughs> that was one of those key lines in those movies. And that's so funny that because we love, we love, love, love that movie. So yes, good. Well, I'm glad. Well, that's where my connection um started. And and then I just remember being um going to the Sparks games back in the days with Lisa Leslie. I've been a fan forever and being there when they won the championship. And then you are like generation next for as far as I'm concerned for the sparks and for the WNBA, but we don't, we're going to get all in, into that. So tell me, how did you become this amazing basketball player? Where did that all start for you? When did you pick up a basketball? I first picked up a basketball when I was really young, four years old. I um, had three brothers and uh, the second oldest one actually was the first one to put a ball in my hand. 
And it was just one of those times where it was a kind of a family thing. We were always in the backyard. Yeah. And playing sports. I was trying to play football. Parents didn't let me play football. That's another story. Thank God. And I tried soccer. I love soccer, actually, but I was better at basketball. And it just kind of stuck with me. And from then on, you know, my parents would take me to um, AU games or practices. My oldest brother brother would play with me outside. They would always pick me on the team. You know, everybody, all the boys were out there like, okay, bring your five, bring your five. And it was just always this little girl that was in every single thing. And that was me. Really? So wait a minute. You played um, with the boys growing up? Oh, I played with the boys you... all the time. Oh until like until it got a little bit more organized mm-hmm. in like the AU circuit. I was with the boys. It was a co-ed league when I really started out. Um, so I was always playing with playing with guys when I was little. Can I tell you for me? Because I played, you know, not to brag on my hooping skills, but <laughs> we had the backyard uh, bucket. My dad was a basketball player. And I used to get out there and play with my brothers and them, trying to hang with them and spend time with them. And then my uh, basketball team in high school, we won the city championship. And oh. Yes, girl. So just so you know, girl, okay, I got a nice little jump shot. Do you... If you go to like say a gym or something, will you play with the guys? Are the guys intimidated when they see you rolling through? <laughs> There's actually been a couple of times in which I do go play in an open gym or, or something at a local gym. And they'll see I have a Sparks shirt on and be like, oh, you you know somebody on Sparks? I was like, no, I play. And they'll be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. And then finally they see my game and they're like, where you play at? Where are you what? like all these questions around the gym. When they see a a woman in the gym, they're just like, oh, you know, she might play, but when they see an actual WNBA player, they're like, oh, it's a lot of respect, which I actually appreciate it's respect. Yeah, after you tap that ass, right? Because let me tell you something. You guys have to realize the WNBA that, you know, things have changed so much that you ladies are such inspiration for little girls. You know, that's what I love about when you go to a Sparks game is that it's so family friendly. It's so much fun. It's like the kids are having fun. They're dancing. That's why I'm always there. And whenever I can, you know, let people know how wonderful it is and how fun the games are. I bring, you know, I'll be having my guy babies with me at all the games and they just absolutely love it. But also once you started playing for like, say, you know, in, in the league for just women, who was your biggest inspiration? Um, you know, I always fell back on my family, you know, watching, watching the game. I was a huge teacher Penichero fan and she actually came to the Sparks and, um, I watched. Who was that again, darling? Tisha Penichero. Oh, she was a, a point guard. Um, she played for the Sacramento Monarchs for a long time. Oh. Um, and then she came to the Sparks for a little bit, but, um, I loved her game. She, she was great. She, their passing ability. I think I watched a lot of her videos and highlights and things like that. And oddly enough, on the men's side, it was Magic Johnson oh. and he was the Lakers. Right. So it just so it's just crazy how it comes full circle. And I'm playing in LA now. Yeah. And you know, both of the people that I um really watched and really uh, watched film on and things like that, mm-hmm. both played in LA at some point. Wow. So let's get right into that. That leads me to my next question, to be honest with you, because you have been nicknamed Point God. I love the way they... <laughs> and, yeah. and Chelsea, you got that name because of your no-look Magic Johnson style passes. And then how ironic is it is that, you know, 
Magic Johnson is Mr. King of LA and this all of the sports team. Who gave you that name? Candace actually gave me that name originally. She was, she, I think she did a shout out for my birthday or something like that. And she said, happy birthday to my point, God. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> she just makes something else different. And then I just sort of took off from there. Now everybody's calling me that. And then I appreciate it now. Like that's my own little, you know, tag. Like somebody, like Kobe had the bean or the mom. Yeah. Like, now I'm point God. And I'm just like, okay, I'm a point God. I love it. <laughs> so, it just kind of stuck with me and I, and I just fully embrace it. To our listeners that, you know, may not be um, as know all the technology, know all the technical names for different positions of basketball teams. Let's explain to them how important a point guard is for the basketball team, because the point guard makes a lot of decisions and basically kind of leads the charge for the team's offense, correct? Explain to them what a point guard is. Yeah, I think when you kind of look at it as, you know, it's kind of the head of the snake mm. um, for, for the team. It makes a lot of decisions. The point guard is an extension of the coach on the court. You have to know the playbook inside and out, different positions, how people you can put people in the best position to be successful. And that's always running through my mind, whether I'm watching him, whether I'm doing something else, or I'm just talking to one of my teammates. But how do you get the team to play their best basketball on the court at all times? Right. And it's sort of a juggling type of things, like a time to when, you, you know, you call your own number. But, you know, a time where you kind of balance it out and be like, hey, they got, hey, NECA got it going today. Let's go. We're going to run this play, but we're going to put her in a different position. Mm. And I think that's what makes point guards the greatest position is because you know they're like the people that's uh you know in the orchestra that has everything like okay you go here you go here. <laughs> the conductor and then, and then they know it's nice to just sit back and cross your legs like ah that was that was smooth. And, and can I tell you, I have been on the receiving end of sitting front row and watching the magic of those passes, the magic of that offense. I just, I enjoy watching you guys play and especially you, you're just absolutely one of my favorites. As a matter of fact, you have made history, my friend. Okay, you have made history. You have become the ninth player in league history and the third play player in the sports franchise to record a triple double. Okay, yeah. a triple double. Let's talk about that triple double. All right, okay, y'all. See, I know what a triple double is, but I'm gonna let Chelsea let y'all know what a triple double is. Tell me. So, um, at the real basic level, is you know when you have three categories and you have double digits. So I think in, I can even remember, but I think in that game I might have had twelve points, ten assists, and ten rebounds. So I effectively got a triple double. So that's I feel like it's kind of difficult because you can have an off day in scoring, but you still have to put the ball in the hole. You have to get rebounds. You know the post players like to take the rebounds, and then you have assists. You have to rely on other people to to you know complete your basket. So I I think it's a testament to who I play with and who I and who I have around me because a lot of those times like it's not just me making the play, you know. Mm. Um, 
So I, I really appreciate being able to do that with the team that we had. It's very impressive. Very impressive. As we told y'all, that point guard, that position is so amazing. And the fact that she can do a triple-double just lets you know how connected um, she is with leading the team. So let's talk about the WNBA had their very first virtual draft. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. And it like ratings like through the roof. And when I first heard that it was going to be virtual to me, I was kind of like, oh, poor babies. Here these girls are like, you know, they're going to they're going to go into the WNBA draft night. It's like amazing. And they don't get to go. Uh, Where was it going to be held at? You did you know it was in New York or somewhere like that? I can't remember where it was gonna be held at. I think they just decided, you know, with everything going the way it was mm-hmm. to have a virtual draft and just make it the best possible. And I think they did a good job with that. And the ratings, the ratings were very high. I think it also went into account that everybody's at home right now. So True they're that. just people are dying <laughs> to have something that is live and is not pre-recorded or has been on before. So I think people that normally do not tune into the WNBA or would watch the draft if other games were on or other things were on that were live, yeah, tuned in, yeah. which was really nice. So maybe we created a, another gap and, and bridged the gap between other fans and people watching the game, getting familiar with faces and names and the way people talk. And I think if they did a good job with, you know, they did make these rookies feel special. Yeah, it was, it was the highest rated draft pick in 16 years. Mm. Is that impressive or what? Let's talk about your draft night. Wh- wh- where was it at? How was that night for you? It was crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was a nervous wreck. I couldn't eat the night before. The day of, I, I felt like I was on an empty stomach because all I was drinking was water. I was nervous, you know, couldn't really sleep. But it was in Connecticut, and, and oddly enough, I actually got drafted to Connecticut, so the energy was really high. They invited some fans to come out if they were able to, and they sat in the stands and cheered on people that got, you know, that got called. So when um, I got called for Connecticut, like the, the arena went wild and it was crazy, and I um, I didn't know where I was going to get picked. I had went through a traumatic, you know, injury my senior year, mm. so I was just like, oh, I definitely am going to slide down the draft. And you you kind of really, unless you're top three, top five, you really don't know if or when your name is going to be called. So it is no record. Yeah. And Chelsea, you went in the first round, the 11th overall pick in 2014, as you said, to the Connecticut Sun. Uh, What'd you wear? You remember your outfit? Oh, yeah. I had a nice, like, you know, little whitish gray dress with a little outline and with my heels. You know, I thought I was doing something. You know what I'm saying? I was just, I was like, you know what? My outfit got to be on point. So when I get up to the, you know, podium and I get to show my jersey, you know, they're going to be like, oh, what she got on? Right. You know, flash, you know, flat, uh, flash forward a few. I was like, oh, Chelsea, but those heels may not have been a good decision. You know? But I think it was, I think it was. It was good. Oh my God. Can I tell you that is the one thing I absolutely love about you? Your fashion game, baby. Chelsea, look, let me tell y'all something. Is a point guard. But when it comes to the fashion, like when I got to know you a little bit better, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so girly. I mean, my mom <laughs> will put on her heels, will put on her makeup. Well, I was like, like the first time I saw her, I was like, 
Chelsea, because on the court, y'all, when Chelsea step on that court, it's a whole nother animal. But when it's time for like the award shows and this, you get like really, really girly. Like I was, that was surprising to me. So you had on a dress, heels, the whole nine? Yeah, the, the whole nine, girl. I had it all, all done. And I like to be able to, you know, do different type of styles. I'm not going to wear a dress all the time. Real That's talk. Not what I am. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I like to switch it up and um, have different looks. And I think that's just part of who I am and how I kind of show my style. I love that. I love that. Now let's talk about a little business because the WNBA signed a new agreement on January 14th, tripling the players' compensation, establishing maternity leave, and other benefits that I personally feel that you all have been due for a very long time. That's why every year I put my money where my mouth is and I support you guys. How did you feel when you heard about the new agreement that it finally went through? I I was excited. I think there were a lot of negotiations happening to kind of find a a common ground on certain aspects of the agreement. I think it's good about uh, maternity leave and things like that because, you know, when you think about it, like when women have to take time off from playing their sport Mm -hmm. and men don't necessarily, I mean, you're seeing it more with like how Jimmy Butler left a game to see the birth of his child. But you you know, a woman, they for sure have to leave. Okay. (laughs) There's not even a question leading up to it. They're not in a game. So I think, you know, kind of putting that in the CBA, it was just like, Hey, we're doing a lot here. So why not, you know, be rewarded for it and actually give most of what we deserve. And I think our players union, NECA, a fellow teammate, was huge in that. She's the president of our union. Yes, NECA. Yeah, shout out to NECA for yes. that. Yep. Shanae actually on the committee as well. Um, myself and Sydney Weiss are player representatives of, uh, of the Spark. Mm-hmm. So I think... You know, with that, I I was just really excited to finally have something on paper and something to agree with. And our union did one heck of a job of, you know, going to the league and being like, hey, this, this and this is what we deserve. And now we're, you know, we're not where we probably will be in 10, 15 years. But I think part of it is always to leave the league better than we found it. Say that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Really did that. And I think it was pushing forward, you know, the narrative of how women in sport are are supposed to be treated. And well, let's talk about that, because this year at the um, WNBA draft, um, Gianna Bryant, uh, uh, they honored her by making her a draft pick. And I took that one hard. Yeah. I did. I took that one really, really hard because I'm sorry. It was, it was it was hard for all of us, you know. I about I don't know a week, two weeks before that, uh, I was just with Kobe, and um, I was talking with him and was hoping. When I was done with USA Basketball, to I, I still to this day I can't delete his text message. He left your and, message. Is my you? Oh, you had a text text messages from me. Yeah, it was like I sent him a message because we had a little camp for um for WNBA players to come in. Wow. And I sent him a text message like, "Hey, when I get back to LA, let's sit down, let's watch film." 
Um, we were talking about it, about Gigi and how good she was going to be and how good, you know, she had that Mamba mentality in her. The way he talked about Gigi and how great she was going to be. And I think, you know, seeing how interested and how she wanted to be great, it inspired something inside Kobe. He was one heck of a dad. And I think you take that and you see what the WNBA did with that, with Gigi and honoring her. You know, you felt that when with Kobe at the game. Yeah. You felt that with the conversations Kobe would have with different people. And um, it was sad to hear. I mean, it's sad to lose a legend, but you, you're you also sad about a future legend. And I'm just happy that our league was able to, um, you know, honor her and the rest of the, um, the rest of the girls that was on that helicopter. Exactly. My favorite memories of seeing, of like when I got to kind of see Kobe in like a different way was at the Sparks games. He Mm -hmm. would come and he was so supportive. And all of a sudden I would hear, yo Viv. And I would turn around and I would get the biggest smile and the best hug. And he was always with Gigi. And I just, it, I'll never forget where I was. I was getting ready to get on a flight from Los Angeles to go to Chicago. Um, when I first heard and at first you just, it just seemed so unbelievable. And, uh, I got the Wi-Fi service cause we were taken off and I was like, Oh my gosh, please just, you just kept wanting to hear a miracle, you know, like say somebody survived something. And I just remember being so sad. I literally cried from like Los Angeles to Chicago where we were filming empire. And it just was one of the saddest things because I just really felt like you know, Gigi was going to be the future of the WNBA with Colby, like, you know, but they left a lasting legacy that uh, we have to be forever grateful for. So I was really proud to see that the WNBA, you know, did that for Gigi. Yeah, definitely. I was uh, I, I was excited for her career and her pathway to success and not just following or being around Kobe, but in her own right. She 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 had something. Yeah. And it's just, you know, and just big ups to, you know, Vanessa and how she's raising her daughters now. Exactly. Um, and they lost a sister, you know. Yes. They lost a sister that was on that pathway to continue. And, and I remember this story with Kobe. I was watching something mm-hmm. and somebody was interviewing him. He was like, you know, you need to have a son, Kobe. You need to have a son, oh. you know, continue the legacy. Continue this, you know, you know, we, it can't just stop here. And Gigi goes, she tells me, she's like, nah, I got this. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you know? I love that story. And, I, and you know what? Yeah, other that, story, that story is epic. And I think y'all always remember that. And then, you know, what other story I love too is when the one sports reporter said uh, she was pregnant and that she ran up, saw Kobe and he was like, oh, what are you having? And she was like, oh, I'm having a girl. My husband wanted a boy. And he goes, I love girls. I make the best girl dad. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, girl. I mean, it's going to start me to turn it into just a puddle of tears. But rest in right. peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, babe, uh, Gigi and everybody else that passed away on that. But we'll move forward. But just so y'all know, Kobe Bryant and Gigi, like, they were going to be, it was going to be something good. So we're going to continue to push forward and keep girl sports alive and well. But, you know, how about Corona? Because look here, I was ready, okay? I was ready with my with my season seats. I was getting my ads together. And here come Corona, Corona. 
Lord. <laughs> okay. Like, really? So, so right. where do we stand? What's happening? I mean, we've never, in my, never experienced anything like this, like, or did we ever think that we would experience anything like this, you know? So what do you think? How's this going to affect life after, you know, for any ideas? Have they talked about it at all? Um, I think right now they're just trying to figure out how to best attack being able to have a season. They're just so, there's been so much momentum because we talked about, you know, the CBA earlier. It, it's, it's so much momentum with the, the WNBA that they want to try to have some type of season. What that looks like, it will be different than any other season, of course. Mm-hmm. But what that looks like and the steps and precautions that the league itself has to take to protect coaches, players, owners. Yeah. I think they're trying to draft up what these different scenarios right now. And right now we we're just, we're virtually doing training camp kind of. You, you wow. Now when Corona first broke out, you were in Turkey, right? I was, I was. Tell like us was, about that. Yeah. So it kind of broke out and it was just like, okay, like, you know, Corona, like people, a couple people may be sick, you know, it's fine. Everybody will be good. And then they were talking about, you know, it, it it can transfer through touch. And I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> What's going on? Like, we don't have we don't have a vaccine. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw it real fast. And um, so I was playing in Istanbul Turkey for a team, Fenerbahce. And um, we had one game without fans. And it was against our rival against Galatasaray. And we were playing, I was like, this is this is weird. Like this, I, I don't think I could play like this. Like we're no matter who who is in the stands or not in the stands, we're still touching people when we're playing the game. Exactly, because that's what I was just going to say. It's like, so what are you guys going to do? Play with mask on and, and the gloves? Right. I mean, it just, it's a contact sport. Yeah, it, exactly. So we were just like, okay, I think we got to leave. And then our GM, we were talking back and forth, like, are they going to suspend the league? Are they going to, you know, um, cancel the league? Right now, still as it stands, it's technically suspended wow. with the whole of of resuming i don't know how when if it will i think they're going to talk about that over there in turkey but they said like this is the season is um going the season's going to be suspended <sighs> and i say um a lot of the foreigners were gone wow wow so um you were part of the usa basketball pre-olympic training program right yes and you were supposed to go to the olympics as well um, so they were wait. So this program was just, you know, a college tour playing against college teams to kind of create an excitement and things about um, USA basketball leading up to Olympics, but also give a chance for, you know, a team to kind of be formed, get a chemistry, get a camaraderie. So when Olympics hit, like we kind of already know each other and it's not a team already just built within one week or so. And they were going to choose the team, I think, uh, around this time wow. choosing the team who was going to go into the Olympics. So now that's gotten pushed back as well to know who officially would be on the team, but I am in the pool and in the running to be. Um, on the as you should. Okay. And see, that's <laughs> another thing about Corona. It's like, you know, so many athletes, the Olympics come around like every four years. I mean, for you, you're on a professional basketball team, but I just think about poor athletes, like, you know, your track and field uh, gymnastics, all of those people that like, when the Olympics come around, like they really get an opportunity to shine. You know what I mean? That it's like, it's just robbed so many moments. So how are you staying fit now? How, what, what's going on? How are you staying in shape? Well, we have a home gym. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we just got a Peloton, so riding on that a lot. Um, wait, so wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah. wait. Because yeah. look here, did you get sucked into the whole Peloton craze? I did. I <laughs> did. My wife was like, you know what? I think we need a Peloton. I was like, are you sure? And I was, and she was just like, yes, I think I really want one. How are we also going to stay in shape? This thing, we're going to have to stay at home. We can't go outside. The parks are not, like, we need to get something. I was like, okay. And, and so what <laughs> do you think? Like, How is it? Is it? Is it? I actually really love it. Really? It's, it's a different type of workout. It's like, it's a bike, but the way they push you, the resistance, the cadence, you know, the instructors right there pushing you. Um, I actually really like it. And then we have weights and we have bands and things like that for our home gym. So we do other things as well. To stay in shape. And I do ball handling um, outside. But besides that, I'm I'm on the bike pretty much every day. Oh, my gosh. Look, I'm going to tell you, I have been going stir crazy. Like I said, I'm used to being at the airport on a flight, doing appearances, doing shows. How are you keeping from going stir stir crazy? Um, I've been doing a bunch of Zoom calls. <laughs> I can tell you that. And um, I've been writing a lot more. I've been kind of doing a vision of, you know, what I want my life to be like in a few years. It gives time to think of, you know, how are you making steps towards that? Mm-hmm. Um, puzzles, you know, spending time with family, my nephews, you know, just doing different things like that. I, I, I heard you've been cooking. I heard you been yeah, cooking. Yeah, I've been cooking. I've been throwing down. I've been throwing down, girl. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Everybody's asked me about that, too, because I don't cook. I live by myself. So I, I, as I tell people, I order fantastically. So the fact that you are going to the kitchen, what's your specialty dish? What you making? Ooh, specialty. I got two categories, right? So if it's a lot of people, I probably throw in some tacos, you know. Right. Up a little bit, um, some tacos, and then my turkey ground meatballs, teriyaki with a little teriyaki sauce at the top with sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. What? What? Sorry. What? Are you also making some lasagna? Yeah, I made some zucchini lasagna the day. That was, that was a new tester. Um, my wife and I was just like, we need to, we need to try something different. Let's do something different. And she was like. Okay, I got this recipe from NECA. Let's do zucchini lasagna. I was like, let's do it. So I was like, okay. And it came out extremely well. So Good. Uh, we're going to try new things every week. Well, throughout the interview, you, you, you and, and I do know her, your beautiful mm-hmm. wife. Um, I always see her at the games. We always holler at each other in the chairman's lounge. And uh, uh, let's talk a little, bit, a little bit about your wife. T- tell everybody about your wife who you just married last November. Yeah, we, um, her name is Tepesish. We have, we were together for about, let me not get this wrong because it was, she was she don't was, get in trouble. Uh, excuse me, but excuse me, you don't know the date. Um, <laughs> but, but we, we were together for five years and we recently, recently got married, um, November 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's my soulmate. She's my everything. I uh, love that. Where'd y'all get married at? Uh, we got married in Malibu. Yes. So it was great. She's she loves the ocean, so it had an ocean view for sure. Um, but it was great. It was a great time. Family and friends came out. It wasn't too big. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't very small, but it was just the right amount of people, right, right environment, right vibe. Um, but I, I mean, I love her to death, and she used everything for me. Oh, now I want to know about them dresses. You know, here I go again. You know, fashionista Miss Fox over here. Uh-huh. The dresses were beautiful. Who were you, who were the dresses by? 
Um, we I actually don't really know where her because we didn't know what each other's dresses looked like. Oh. So there's a local boutique mm-hmm. uh, out here in Texas. It's called Blushing Bride Boutique. Okay. And so I went there. I was like, you know what? I, I know I want strapless. I know I want this. So I was just looking at different ideas. And I saw an idea there at Blushing Bride. And I was just like, can't you do this, this, and this? Can you make my train this long? Can you do, like, I kind of mix and match what my vision was from one of the dresses that they already had. But mm-hmm. it ended up being great. And um, you all looked beautiful. Absolutely you. gorgeous. Um, so uh, your wife posted uh, about on social media about becoming a baby mama. What was happening? You know what? I, I, I have no <laughs> idea what that post. I meant to ask her about that hashtag. So I'm like, you have to ask me questions. And here comes Vivica here asking me about the hashtag. But no, we are waiting right now. Nothing is happening, especially with this corona. Yes. So, um, we got a couple of years before before you start holding holding the baby on the sidelines. You me. already know. You already know <laughs> I will. Okay, so what kind of mom do you think you'd be? I you know, I go back and forth because, you know, you hear about these like, okay, a sports mom, you know, or that you're going to be off the games or you're going to try to coach your kids. I would love to coach my kids, but at the same time, I just want to be a mom. Like, I just want, you know, to cook for them, help them with their homework. I want to be one of those moms that we have communication with. You know, you can talk all these things what you want to do, but I think you really only know until, you know, you start being in the process, start having conversations with your kids and um, I probably gonna be a fun parent and she's gonna be like, You need to do this, this, and this. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> but, and I'm sure they're gonna come to me and ask me, like, can we have a cookie? Yes, I know. She said, no, but can we have a cookie? Girl. I do it with my nephews already, so I already know it's probably gonna translate. How about I'm the same way? I have six godchildren. I didn't have children, and all my god babies, they be like. Gigi, Gma, they come to me sneaking, wanting to do stuff, and I'm kind of the softy. But I'm like, here, don't be getting me in trouble, all right? Your mama said, you know what I mean? It's like, but I'm the kind that I'm like, hey, if you do good things and you get good grades, I reward you. I spoil them, and and I don't think that there's anything wrong with them. It gives them motivation. Yeah, I completely agree. So this is the question I have to ask because everyone has been, and including myself, and I know this might be a little bit before your era, but what else is getting crazy ratings is The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls uh, thing. Have you been watching that? Yes, I have. What are your thoughts? I think it's amazing. I think it's great to be able to watch as a person that wasn't in that era to really understand what that did for basketball. Mm. And you know, '92, I was just being born. You know, so it's like, (laughs) so it's like, so it's like, what do you remember? You know, (laughs) but I don't remember anything. Um, But it's cool, you know. You see videos. You, I've looked on YouTube on Jordan. I've looked on uh, Pippen and Robin. I like, I've looked at these players on YouTube, Mm. and to now see it come into like with the, you know, with this documentary, The Last Dance. It's like, oh. Yeah, that that was like, and just the way they're talking and the way they're remembering every little detail, it's just like, dang, that really, it really shifted a lot of things with basketball, you know? With basketball in general, it's just like, I just feel like, like each generation took it to different levels from Dr. J to then like Magic and Larry Bird to then like Michael Jordan and then to, you know, Kobe and then now to LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. to see that amazing growth. But to me, it's like Michael Nim really, really took it 
you know, to like, it just seemed like it exploded. Like it was showtime. Like for me, that was my era, girl. I remember being at them games. Them games. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I was like, well, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. So I'm a Hoosier. So we grow up. That's also another reason where my love for basketball comes comes from. So to watch this for me, it's like going down memory lane. And I'm just glad that, you know, it, it lets the younger generation get a, an appreciation for the sacrifices and all the stuff that they had to go through. And then also that they could share that love with our girls, right? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think they also set the standard for men and women. It's like, oh, you have this many rings, but you don't have as much as Jordan. Or <laughs> you got you got you have these many rings. You have this top team, but can you beat Jordan's team in 96? Can you beat this team in 92? You know, even when the Golden State Warriors were having a great run in their own right, it was just like, okay, but can they beat the team that Jordan had with Scottie Pippen, Steve yes. Kirk, Robin? You know, it's, it's it, they're always comparing to that team, to Jordan. You know, that's like, you know, the ceiling for players. If you're able to be in that conversation, it's mm-hmm. like, they're legit. And I think that's what people are trying to understand and notice by watching the last dance. Right. And the fact that they won six championships, right, Michael? I think that was the last thing you remember him. Six, six, six. And then when somebody like tried to talk crazy a little bit, George <laughs> just put up the, the picture with him with all the rings. You know what I mean? Like, mm, say right. what? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you ain't got nothing on this. So tell me what's next. And can I tell you, let's just talk about, just real quickly before we get ready to close this out soon. I was so mad last season, girl. I was devastated about the end of the season. I just knew we was going to be getting that ring. I was ready as a sponsor to have my Sparks Championship ring. But y'all going to be back. Y'all going to be back. We're going we're gonna to have it together. We're going to get back, whether it be this season, next season, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we're making plans to have it back. What are your goals um, for your for the for the Sparks team? What what are some of the goals that you've all talked about? Um, so short term goals um, to win a championship the next time, you know. Yes, to- and wait a minute, and now we got Christy Tolliver, who back in the day, it isn't that who you they traded uh, uh, Christy for you. No, no, no. So Christy was on, on the team and I was excited because once I got the call that I got traded, I was like, oh, Christy Tolliver there. NECA, Kumake there. Kenneth okay. Park there. Like I, I was I was ready. And that's when we won the championship, though, in 2016. Yes. So it was, it was exciting. I think now her being back is great momentum as well. I think everybody has gotten better since we you know kind of separated a little bit yeah can I Um, tell you that last year I went to I was so devastated when y'all lost I was like I'm still going to the WNBA championship game I am so I did I sure did I went to the Washington DC it was the Mystics against Connecticut Sun who Yeah, we, we, we just going to bypass that right, right there. Right, we just going to bypass that. But anyway, it was awesome. They treated me. They made me like an honorary captain. They were mm-hmm. like, okay, Malika. But it was just, I just love the WNBA. And the game was awesome. It was it was so good. Like, I'm trying to tell our listeners, if you want to go see some hooping, you got to go. These girls, they pass that ball. They shoot me threes. Like, it ain't no joke. And I just, come support the WNBA, please, when we come back. Um, if you weren't a, a, a basketball player, a professional basketball player, what would you do? do you, have you ever thought of that? Like, what else? Like me, if I'm an actress, if I was an actress, I would probably be a sportscaster. That's how much I love sports. Um. I would probably do something either in the music industry. Really? 
Yeah, I really appreciate music. I write a lot. Like if I had the courage all the time to try to rap, I probably would. Um, <laughs> want to drop I, a couple I, of bars for us? Uh, uh, um, Vivica Fox Show. Uh, Y'all tune in. Uh, checking in. See, great. We checking in. Hey. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. See, I'm your hype girl still. I'm your hype girl. Y'all, y'all, y'all need that hype person, right? But, but no, nah, I would probably do... I would probably do something in music or some type of thing in sports because it's not just basketball. Like I love the art of competing um, for a championship, putting together a team. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe soccer. Something. You keep bringing up soccer. I, I'm, it's, it's soccer. Where'd that come from? I, I played when I was younger. It was soccer and basketball. I would leave soccer practice to go to basketball practice. Leave basketball practice to go to soccer practice. Wow. So it was, it, it was it was it was those two sports. So, okay, well, can um, I ask is coaching in your future? Can you see yourself? Um, yeah, I can see myself coaching. I also want to, you know, relax and be a business owner as well. So right. <laughs> I, yeah. So it's not about, you know, working and in I just want to do something I love. Okay, can I say this? So to all of our listeners out there, did you all hear what Chelsea said? She says not just being a coach, owning. Okay. See, that is what the beauty of what Magic Johnson inspired into me into a whole bunch of athletes, that it's not just about being an athlete and getting the trophies and having the jewelry and the car and this, this, that, and the third. It's about what's after you play as a yeah. basketball player. What's the future? So I'm, that, just, that just, see, I'm trying to tell y'all, that's why she's my favorite. <laughs> why she, that's my girl. What? I love it. Well, listen, we're going to have a little bit of fun before I before I let you go, because I appreciate because I people don't know that about me, but I love trivia and I love little games. So mine, I'm going to test your sports knowledge, if that's OK. Well, a couple well, of questions. I hope I, get, I hope I get it right, because this is going to be. Your- <laughs> <laughs> OK, so put on your thinking hat, put on your thinking hat. OK. All right. So our, our game today is called Win It Girl. So the first question is. Who is the first woman to dunk in the WNBA? A, Tina Thompson, B, Sue Bird, C, Lisa Leslie. Your answer? Lisa. Yes, you got it. Your <laughs> answer is Lisa Leslie of the WNBA Sparks who dunked first. Yes, Lisa. Okay, question number two. In tennis, which woman holds the most Grand Slam titles? A, Martina Navratilova, B, Serena Williams, C, Steffi Graf. Serena Williams. Boom, Serena, <laughs> Serena. Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, we got two. That's two, two out of two. Okay. okay, question three. In women's soccer, your favorite, which country has won the most World Cup titles? A, USA, B, Germany, C, England. I mean, I think I'm gonna have to go United States there. Whoa, you three for three point guard. You three for three. Okay. The correct answer is USA. Who was one of the first people to stand up for equal pay? Equal pay, weren't they? They was like, yo, look here, we're getting just as much attention as the boys are. So equal pay. So we love that. Yeah, I know. Shout out to, uh, to Megan. <laughs> the fan, man. I love her. Love her for that because she was not playing with them. And she was. Talk about all the war shows. She looked fabulous. That's a, a woman that could do different looks as well. I love um, it. 
Yeah, I really love listening to her speak, listening to her talk, her, um, you know, talking on Instagram nowadays. It's been good. I love it. Okay, question number four and last question of Win It Girl. Who is the highest scoring player in WNBA history? A, Candace Parker. B, Tina Thompson. C, Diana Taurasi. Diana. Yes. Let me tell y'all something. That's when I got, I'm telling you, she did Joanna Man with us. And let me tell you something. I thought I was in shape. They could run. They was passing that ball so fast by me. I was sucking air. Do you hear me? I was like, <gasps> oh my God, I was sucking wind. But yes, the correct answer is Diana Tarousey, who is just amazing. She's still playing, correct? She hasn't retired yeah. yet, has she? No, she hasn't. She's still playing. That's another one for uh, another person that wants to own something later on in life. So stand a lookout for that, most likely. I love that. I love it. Okay. So before we close out, where would what would you like to see next for the WNBA? Um, just inviting new fans, um, getting better. You know, I think with the CBA, there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement towards the game. So just if anybody has not been to a WNBA game, trust me, you need to at least come to one, and I promise you, you will love it. You will love the atmosphere. And if you and if you choose, if you have to choose, please come to L.A. Thank but- you. Okay, because y'all see Vivica Fox in the house and the Vivica Fox hair collection and the wig out cam. Because when they put that up every game, I just, I just love it. How did it feel, Chelsea, for you guys? Because this last year campaign, uh, Lead the Charge, you guys were like on everything. You were like on the side of trains and all that. How did you all feel with that campaign? It was awesome. It actually was pretty cool. So I remember um, I was at home waiting to go to shoot around. And one of my friends texted me a picture. And I was like, well, I don't really want to respond. But I opened it. And it was a picture of me on the bus. I was like, that, that, you know, that, that's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it, our front office did a great job of how to market and just do different ideas and do different things around the city of LA. I mean, everybody takes buses and trains, so like, mm-hmm. why not put our faces on it? And, Can I tell uh, you, for me as an actress, the first time I saw myself on the side of a bus, I damn near crashed into somebody. I was like, is that me on the side of a bus? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like they have so many options of who to put on a bus and they chose us. I'm like, yep, we got it. Come, You got to come now. Yeah. yeah, And then you keep saying the CBA, explain to our, our listeners before we go what you mean by that. The CBA is the collective yes. bargaining agreement? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Contract between the players union plus with the, uh, with the league. And, and we're just pushing forward the narrative that women are great. Women deserve more. They're just as good or even better at some things than men. And, um, you know, it's just an exciting time for the league. And there's a lot of push behind it, even you see some people taking the Twitter about the accomplishments of the CBA yeah. and it's just a lot of attention behind it. And I just wish that a lot of fans or people that have heard about it, people that have talked about it, tell a friend, bring somebody to the game with you that hasn't been. Um, but we're doing special things and we have special women that's leaders in their own right. I love it. I love it. Well, point God, Miss Chelsea Gray, thank you so much for enlightening, encouraging, inspiring our listeners for hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Chelsea, tell them where they can find you on social media. Yes, on all platforms, Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at cgray209. cgray209, hit me. I'm following Vivica, so if you need to find me, look on her page. (laughs) 
Well, y'all, we have to give a round of applause for our girl, our girl, as she said, please find her. And this is going to lead us to today's hustle hack. And today's hustle hack is hashtag love wins. Listeners, in a time when there is a lot of fear and there's uncertainty in the world, it's never been more important to spread love. Only love can conquer fear. So choose your words with love in your heart. If you need to today, tell someone that you love them. It's okay. Do what you love and love whomever you want to love. Because darlings, love always wins. Hashtag love wins. So you can find your girl Vivica Fox on Instagram. I'm at Miss V Fox. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Miss Vivica Fox. Uh, for Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, you can find us at Vivica Hustling. Subscribe, download to Hustling with your girl, Vivica A. Fox. Until next time, darlings. Bye for now. Mwah.